G'day guys, welcome back to TK's Playbook, where I break down the winners, losers, and black bookers from each game. The Playbook is brought to you by Game Day Squad, so create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win, download the app and play now. Now round four is a pretty good score, I scored 950, which put me on a rank of 5,431, so chipping away at that at the moment. Can't really pick a captain to save myself, really guys. I had Harry Grant in this week, so I may as well just stick probably to Payne Haas to bring in the madman. Nico Hines in round seven. So, yeah, some great footy across the board. So, really loved Nico Hines being back. Unfortunately, timing with the buy ahead. Probably do have to show a little bit of patience on this one. He did have a lot of ice on his groin. Could be from a lot of us fantasy coaches just showing some appreciation there. But might be best to let him have one more game against the Warriors. Let's just hope he doesn't go on a rampage there. Just a big shout out to everyone from New Zealand. I literally just got home. So sorry about being a little bit late on this one today. But massive thank you to everyone who did come out to the live podcast at Garrison's Public House. It was great to pretty much just meet everyone all the guys and girls, and just go get to know you a little bit better, which was awesome, and just your love of fantasy, which was great. For the Aussies, we do have another live podcast coming up, which will be the Saturday of Magic Round, so we'll be in there from 12 to 3 at Lefty's Music Hall, so stay tuned for more announcements on that one, but yeah, book that into your calendar. Now, trades on my mind, Isaac Thompson's, yeah, I think I'm going to punt him, Connolly Lemu, Lemu Elu, he looks like he's pretty good there. Got the three dates there. Thompson, no consistency. The other one's concerning is Ben Murdoch Masilla. So I just can't copy him anymore. Thinking about maybe going to Brennan Hands. That is a bit of a punt there, or I might just save that one. So now player charges. Jeremiah Nanai, dangerous throw. So he's looking at two to three weeks. Junior Paulo, high tackle, two to three weeks. Jack Wyden, news just coming in. Dangerous contact, two to three weeks. And then we've got fines for Val Holmes. Jed Cartwright, Makasivo, Mitch Kenny, and Jaden Sullivan. Injuries wasn't good on Sean O'Sullivan's front. He is looking at a pec injury, 12 to 16 weeks. Kurt Mann, another HIA. Jamal Fogarty was a late scratching yesterday due to a virus. Toyo Harris left the game yesterday. Looks like an MCL at this stage, but just waiting for some more news there. Farmanu Brown discladed his elbow in the same game. Kieran Forum, calf, AJ Brimson, hamstring, Murray Tualagi, an MCL. James Tamau, he injured his foot. Shibasaki, a hamstring, and Sonny Luke had a HIA from that Thursday game. Looking at that Thursday game, Eels versus Panthers, and the chin. He really binned all his betrayers, especially me. So, great performance by the chin, especially in that last 20 minutes. Wasn't on a great amount of points till then, but then, yeah, really kicked in. And who, you know, field goal, man. So, really, when you think about the circumstances and distance, probably one of the best clutch players of our era. Did clean up his defense in this one as well, so not many missed tackles in this one. Was active on the ball. Had that beautiful try for Zach Hoskins as well, that kind of bread and butter play that he loves hitting on that edge. The only negative, I guess, was probably back in the day, he probably would have hit 100 quite comfortably. Just doesn't get as many, I guess, just weird points anymore. But in saying that, probably the biggest, biggest concern is probably his half partner, Jerome Luai, who just looks on another planet at the moment. I think he's really missing his edge partner, or his old edge partner, Viliami Kikau. Probably struggling with that combination with Garner, who saw limited minutes in this one. I do think a simple move might be to move Brian Toho to that side, just to give him an extra gun. So it be interesting to see how that one plays out. But Zach Hosking, what an absolute gun he is. One of the best, I think he's one of the best edge defenders actually in the game, especially when it comes to work rate. 55 tackles in this one. 
The line he hit off Nathan Cleary, first class. Issue is that is Liam Martin's edge, so I'm assuming he's back this week. Garner didn't, again, didn't have his very up and down season, so he could be in and out of favour with Cleary Senior. So Cleary Senior also loves Salmon. So hopefully Koskin can jag that spot, but of course that's going to be outside Jerome Luai, not outside Nathan Cleary, so something to consider there. The two Penrith hookers, they've got the most HIA checks between them, I think. We had... Sonny Luke actually rubbed out in this one, but just a bit of a risky play, just picking up either, just with the way they actually defend at the moment. Mitch Moses, he was fantastic in this one. Not only did he get the match winner, but he had 975 kick metres, which I've never actually seen before, which is very, very unusual. But, yeah, it was great to see. Bryce Cartwright, he must be nearly the greatest cashier of all time. You know, I've criticised the NRL performance to start the season, but tonight, that will... The Thursday night, he was stellar. I thought that was his best performance of the season quite comfortably. I thought he was really good both sides of the ball. Will Panasini, one of the other eels that I think, he, along with Farnworth, he's probably the most consistent fantasy option at the moment. He's averaging 47, and that's only with one try in four games. So, boys are starting who's continuing to develop. Ryan Madison really stepped up in this one. They really needed him. So, be interesting to see with the Cardi play, party playing so well whether he just moves permanently to the middle, especially with Laney only a couple of weeks away, apparently. But great fantasy output in this one. 70 fantasy points and a huge performance. I do think that the edge position does just affect his offloading ability, though. Suspension of Paulo is going to be really interesting in this one. So they don't really have a big mid-rotation. So does Matto move back to the middle? Makatoa could possibly start. They've also got Jack Murchie returning from HIA. So it'll be interesting there. Black Book, Truva, just continues to impress. Hasn't been scoring tries, but his carries ultra-impressive. Had 312 metres gained in this one. And just gets to his feet just incredibly fast. Really like what I saw from Brandon Hands as well. Had an incredible debut, scored a nice try, had 43 fantasy points, knocked out 34 minutes and had a try and those 28 tackles. Was busy, had some nice touches. The risk is the job security right now, but given that Hodgson is 33 and really isn't really an 80-minute hooker at the moment, he just kind of brings a different dimension with his speed out there. I do think he's a better cashier than probably a BMM or even a Dory. So could risk it for the biscuit, and but it's definitely not one for the conservative coaches, that one is for sure. Moving in the Storm and Tigers. Now, the Storm played way more direct in this one, was way more conservative, very much through that first half as well. Both edges were brilliant, though. Liero, 56 fantasy points. Work rate and consistency running off Munster. Well, Katoa, just showing really great, just his whole running. He's probably, yeah, him and Nakora are probably the best two in the, the league right now, but money making a huge difference to Liero, as we kind of pointed out this week. So definitely do not sell him anytime soon. Harry Grant was actually very quiet in attack with this one with their conservative style play. Only had 49 metres gained from dummy half. Like I said, mix of this conservative style, slower pay to play the balls, and they looked like they were just content to get to the kick. So did make 50 tackles in this one, had a few sloppy misses that didn't, Really, yeah, it's not great when you're actually captaining him, but that was a little bit frustrating. Warbrick, he responded to Jay Warrior's calls, so he had a huge 64, used his size and speed in this one. Got over the try line, two line breaks, five tackle breaks, and three turnovers in this one. So tidy performance to reverse the haters there. Adam Dewey, he had an up-and-down game, not really a fullback, really. Not an urgent sell, but if you've, you know, if you've been good with your trades coming up, maybe line round seven Hines upgrade, that is for sure. Look, the Tigers are crappy right now, but we need to keep an eye on them because they're one of the first teams to actually finish all their buys. So we need to start thinking about them for the back end of the season, and it's never too early to start planning. So IPAP, 78 points in this one. 
Bateman 74. Interesting post-game that Sheenzy said that Bateman is actually carrying an injury, but literally did not want to disclose what it is. So thanks, Sheenzy, for that one. The other one is Appy Corosio. Now, with Appy, he's starting to get really, really cheap at the moment. So, look, if you don't want to overspend on a hooker, he could be the guy because I think he does have better fantasy performances coming up. And he had 43 fantasy... 41 fantasy points in this one, but had an unusual nine missed tackles. So that's, that 41 could have easily been 60. So just keep an eye on Appy, that's for sure. Now, Black Book, Fanua Pole. Now, he just needs more minutes. Scored 46 fantasy points in 51 minutes, but he fronted up to the more experienced Storm Middles, that's for sure. Currently at 489K, but if he was ever to kind of get a consistent 60 minutes, then I think that he would nearly enter the buy category for that one. Great game on Friday night, the second Friday night game. The Dolphins and the Broncos really enjoyed this one. Stagsy, 59 fantasy points. He wasn't doing that great until like literally the last 30 seconds. So pretty much I rode him home like a jockey. So he started. he's really starting to hit a little bit of confidence. Did actually look more active as well last two weeks. So I think him and Farnworth as a combination of the best in the NRL. Farnworth with another 53 fantasy points, which is fantastic. Connolly Lemuelu, he passed the three dates, so he's on the way in it. He looks a really good buy. Can see the way he's playing at the moment. I think it does suit also the team for Kenny Bromwich to play up the guts. And yeah, considering that he's got that dual center edge tag, past three dates, has about a 36-point base. So just it just makes sense to bring him in for a little bit of depth. And he could, for me... Connolly and then Staggs, he could become my centers moving forward. Walshy, love watching him play, but he does need to clean up some of his errors. Had 40 fantasy points in this one, but nearly cost them the game with that error late. Now, Renault, ultra disappointing, which isn't great when we actually do recommend him in that week. So hands up for that one, but could easily see a turnaround. You think about his goal kicking, letting him down. He had a number of demerits in this one as well, but I would Definitely keep the faith. Renault is a quality player. The O'Sullivan injury is a huge one now because where does, you know, 52% of people own Katoa. Now, TL2 is huge because does Bennett give him the keys to the castle? Or does he move MILF to the seven? So really big TLT ahead for the Dolphins. Ray Stone, he was pretty disappointing in this one. Had huge demerits. He had 12 demerits in this one. Because of all the HIAs, he actually got 54 minutes out, but he could only manage a 19. So, yeah, that was a disappointing one there. Black Book, all eyes on Katol, most definitely on his role this week. Cowboys versus Titans. This was a pretty good game. Cam Pereira. Now... He's just having a great time out there, isn't he? Like, he's just knocking out 60s, having fun. Made us another 64K for us that kept faith after that zero in round one. Two tries, five line breaks, six tackle busts. So he's really developing in quite a player there. Tanner Boyd, he's he's making it very hard to sell him, especially because he's got that dual hooker half status. So unfortunately, he's got the buy, and then Nico's got a buy in round six. So he's probably going to keep him for at least another two weeks. Aaron Clark's been super disappointing at the moment. Got another 55 minutes in this one, but only 22 fantasy points. So he's a huge avoid at this one. Hopefully, we'll get some honesty from the Titans in regards to AJ Brimson, because this could really open up. If it's high grade, well, Jaden, it could be Jaden Campbell season, right? Unfortunately, they have the buy this week, so you're not going to bring him in this week, but he's literally going to be at 420K, which is a steal for someone like Jaden Campbell, especially if they say Brimo is out for anything plus six weeks. They track this very closely. Cowboys side, Lukey, he's probably going to be into the starting lineup now that Nanai's looking at a two, three-week 
suspension, but he did get 57 minutes in this one, scored 38 fantasy points, featured at two tackle breaks and two turnovers. So starting to get his wheels back. 460K does seem like a bit of a steal. Again, it's probably like a bit of a high-risk play because we don't know if they're going to actually start Hess over him, especially when Nanai's back. But not a bad little shout. I do think he's getting... Close to perfect health here. Now, not sure. The last thing, just the observation. Not sure if anyone can point it out for me. Why is Jake Granville playing 40 minutes? Does he have naked pictures of the coach? Not sure because he's definitely not a 40-minute player, especially up the guts for me. Now, Black Book, both Lukey and Campbell, as I did mention. Now, Talking League is partnering with Game Day Squad to create our very own official Fantasy League competition. Now, that commenced last week, so we've still got another three weeks of the money prizes to come. So we are celebrating giving away 10K over that next over the four weeks. So get ready and register now for free at gamedaysquad.com.au or download the app now. We did do a podcast on all it's all about last week as well with one of the founders, and that's Callum Stone. So stay tuned to the socials for further updates, or you can just enter the league code NRL0HRKT. That will also be in the show notes as well, and that is a zero. Now, register now for free, like I said, at gamedaysquad.com.au or simply download the app and get winning some cash today. Now, last game on the Saturday, South versus Manly. Now, Ken Murray, slight concern as he's leaking a little bit of cash now. Had heaps of demerits in this one because he had three penalties, one six again, and then one error as well. So, at 58 fantasy points in 80 minutes. I do think that he's just carrying the team too much, and I think he's playing way too many minutes at the moment. They need to bring him back down to 65 to 70 minutes. Get him ball playing a lot less as well. Now, it's a pass on Saluka for feeder. Even as starting, he just doesn't have the work rate or motor to contribute in any way. Lachlan Elias, I love this guy as a playmaker, right? So, the match-winning field goal just showed he could be clutch in big moments. So, still don't mind him. At the moment, I guess we're all focusing on Nico Hines, and that's... That's a fair focus. Now, Turbo, he had 36 fantasy points. Did have that disallowed try that I thought looked pretty good. From time to time, this will happen, so don't freak out. Should be on the radar for Carl Lawton. Now, he looked a good starting for Lachlan Croker. He had a shoulder injury. 56 fantasy points in 61 minutes, but it is going to be hard to pick him up until we get a little bit more clarity on kind of what this shoulder injury actually is. But if there is a long-term indication, then I think, Carl is a big buy. Now, Sean Kepi continues to go from strength to strength. Great form. Got a few extra minutes from the bench in this one. One of the cash forwards of the year, I think. And I still think he's actually a good cash down if you've got that stacked mid. Really like KO Weeks at the moment as well. Superstar in the making, that kid. Colin Matungi played as a middle in this one. Still knocked out a handy 56 fantasy points. But in terms of an NRL and team perspective, I do think they need him at least rotating onto the edge. So I think mix it up on that one. JD. Mawali looks set for that 20-minute roll this season. So probably not going to make any cash at all if he continues in that role. So if the right cash he does pop up, then I think you do sell him. Isaac Thompson. Look, he's not an urgent sell, but I think he's a sell if you actually can sell him. Just has constant errors in his game, super low ceiling, and just getting the ball to him doesn't seem to priority for the South's halves. So, Blackbook, no one in this game. Warriors versus Doggies, obviously I was at this game, so loved it. Vintage SJ is back. Was quiet in the first half until late. Somehow got a try assist late in this that first half as well. Had zero missed tackles, which is great, right? He was defending against Kikau, Burden, and Co. So his match-winning try, great to see his twinkle step back. And just using his feet so much better this year. It's probably better than what actually what we saw from SJ in 2020 at Cronulla when he was one of the players of the season. 
I think the keys to knowing that he's back is the way he managed the last 10 minutes. That kick to the corner with about three minutes to go just really defined the season that SJ is having at the moment. He's still a great buy, but he's getting expensive. So I guess probably the last week to get him. I wouldn't be paying like he's at that 700K now. So that's probably kind of the limit, I think, when you're buying SJ. Look, if you don't own Jackson Ford, you've got to get going. He's the best player easily under 400K at the moment. So he's going to give you a good scorer. He's also going to give you some depth there in the mid-edge rotation. And just checking that, 383K at the moment. So still very well priced. Similar to Hopgood, though, very inexperienced. So he does have some raw place, so he does rack up a few demerits as well. So, not a perfect player. Now, Toro Harris, he's a bit of a massive concern. He did get injured just before half-time. Returned as a bit of a mummy. He lasted four minutes. They are saying MCL, but track that one. Anything over kind of two to three weeks, then he is a sell. Burden, he took back the goal-kicking, but he only knocked out 44 fantasy points. I don't think the combo with Flano is a really good one. Reed's play playing his hand, and then he's got a rookie fullback in Perham. So I think this is affecting Marnie's output as well. Marnie did get targeted by the big outside backs from the Warriors. He had eight missed tackles. The other thing being at the ground, which was pretty evident, was that Matt Burden's kicks are no longer anywhere near as high as they were last season. Jacob Carraz was, again, the doggy's best. Knocked out another great score, which included six tackle breaks, 194 metres gain. I haven't spoken to pretty much anyone who's got this bloke. So I want someone to please have the courage and buy him because... Yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I'm going after Nico. If I wasn't, I'd probably go after this guy because he's an absolute gun. Black Book, none to report on this one. Now, the Knights and Raiders. Now, Lockie Miller, what a gun he is. 72 fantasy points and even kicks goals now for fun. Thank God that Xavier Savage, he unfortunately got that injury. I might not even got Lockie Miller. So, thank you, Xavier Savage. Good to see Frizz is back. We really love the way he plays, but I guess he's a cheeky pot at the moment. Great value at that low 600Ks, but you've just got to trust his health at the moment. Gagai, 77 fantasy points, and Mazu, 78 fantasy points. Had an absolute field day on that left edge. I wouldn't buy him, but I do like this combo a lot. Jaden Brayler, he's very close to a buy now, especially if you're playing Boyd as your hooker. I think you've got to pick up someone like Jaden Brayley. Knocked out 59 fantasy points in his usual great display in defense. Actually loses cash to be low 600s now, so I actually do think he's a great buy. Hudson Young, he's definitely bottomed out now, back-to-back 60s. So he is a screaming buy, but the thing is, he's probably not going to be this cheap again. My only issue now is his left-edge well, partner, his half's partner, is being suspended for two to three weeks, so that could really dampen him there. Now, Joseph Tarpany continues to find his way to 60. Look... I don't think we've seen the best of him yet, so hopefully he can bring back his offloading, which is kind of non-existent at the moment. Matty Tomoko, I think this is the last chance to buy him. He cranked down another 50 for 253 metres gains and six tackle breaks. Absolute class, this kid. Leo Thompson with another handy 48. I think I might take the Eeyore tag off him. He's scoring really well, and he's just a great team player. Now, Sticky, the man I just mentioned before, Jackie Wyden, they need to have a big word. They're silly Sinbin, and then without Fog. Just didn't own the game and looked at least, and is looking at at least a couple of weeks on the sideline as well. So, silly boy there. Tommy Starling also came back to the pack despite his blunder against the Sharkies. So, Black Book, no one in this game. And to round things out, well, Dragons versus Sharkies. So, if you've been the chin as I have, you, I think you've got to find a way to Nico Hines in round seven. Now, I know it was the Dragons, but his touch was scintillating in this one. So, just has so many ways to score different fantasy points. So, I guess... 
look, it's a big risk this week. If you think that he's going to score 100, then it probably is worth getting him in this week. But if you don't, like, I do think he can knock out a 65-70. So that means probably wait a week post-buy. Don't use the trade yet. Also, I guess you can kind of test his health that way as well. But, yeah, if you want to risk it for the biscuit, don't hate it because then you can at least cheer on the Sharkies on Sunday. Now, Jesse Ramian, probably his best game for the year. He lost a little stack of weight over the preseason that I think has affected him, but he did find some consistency in this one. Keep an eye on him for a post-late buy. No need to pick him up anytime soon. I do love Teague Wilton, though. He's nearly getting in that must-have category. The thing I love about him, he's no longer relying just on tries. So he's racking up base stats, scores of 45, 50, 56, and 50 to start the season. Ran a beautiful lines off Hines. Nearly contributed another try there. But I think he's a buy post this buy. For the Draggies, Couchman, I didn't mind him. 33 fantasy points in 27 minutes. So he's my black booker for the week as well. For the Draggies, great defensive output. I just don't know if I want any more Dragons. As I mentioned earlier in the show, Ben murdoch Masella, he's 21 fantasy points in 59 minutes. Close to the worst performance just laziest performance in fantasy. Turn three tackles to three misses. Only 42 metres gained. They need way more from this bloke. Low work rate, demerit central. I don't even know why Hook bothers with this guy. Now, not sure what Birdie did during the week, or maybe if he was ill or something like that, but he got benched. Still got out 67 minutes, but the biggest, he had a very unhappy game. 28 demerits. So you've got to monitor him because... He still hasn't perfectly adjusted, particularly in defense to the middle. Now, another one had another unhappy game, Zach Lomax. Nine fantasy points, had three missed tackles, four errors, and two of the worst goal kick attempts of all time. Even Sifatelikai looked like an absolute gun goal kicking that last attempt when Nico went off for a quick shower. Now, that new kicking team for Zach, I don't know why he switched up. He was pretty much the best kicker in the NRL. Now, he literally can't even get it to the crossbar, so... Concerning stuff for Zach Lomax, but yeah. All right, guys, that was it. Sorry about a little bit of a croaky voice. I was on a very early flight out of Auckland there this morning, but I hope you enjoyed the playbook for round four. We'll be back for TLT tomorrow, and then Wacky Wednesday, we're back on with Andy and the boys on Wednesday, live Q&A on Thursday. Just remember to get in there, Game Day Squad, www.gamedaysquad.com.au, or just download the app today. And thank you again to everyone that came out to Garrison's yesterday. Awesome to meet all the Kiwis. And yeah, if you haven't ever been over New Zealand, highly recommend it because it's a great experience out there at Mount Smart Stadium as well. All right, guys, have a great weekend. We will check you on TLT tomorrow. Catch ya.